what's going on, influencers? Welcome to the Stan Rada podcast. I am your host, Stan Rada. Really glad you guys are here with me. Uh, this is episode 19 of the show, closing in on number 20. I'm really excited about that. Hey, today we are kicking off a four-week-long series, and all we're going to be talking about is growing as leaders, growing as influencers. And so if you are someone in a position of influence or leadership, whether that's in a business, a church, a ministry, uh, even in your family, if you lead your family, uh, these principles are going to apply to you. And I think a lot of us really want to grow in our own leadership, uh, in our own lives personally. And so we're going to be talking about that. I've uh, set up some great interviews with some of my favorite people, and I'm going to be having them on the show for the next four weeks, and they're going to be talking to us about leadership. Uh, but before we jump into all of that, uh, a little quick update with What's Up with Stan. So here's what's going on with me, guys. Sunday night, January 1st, two very big games uh, were being played in the NFL. One of those games was between the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders, and the other was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Diego Chargers. Now, for those of you who may not know, I am a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I had to root for the Denver Broncos to beat the Oakland Raiders, and that pained me. But it all paid off in the end because the Kansas City Chiefs became AFC West Division champions on Sunday night. And I I am so excited because we finally won something. And so for those of you who aren't Chiefs fans or even sports fans, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I get it. But just so you know what's up with me right now, I am like over the moon that the Chiefs have won the division, have a home playoff game coming up, a bye week in the playoffs just to get healthy uh, and ready for the playoffs. And guys, man, I'm just, I'm excited about that. Okay, so that's my thing and that's what's up with Stan. So let's go ahead and jump into the topic of why you all are actually listening. And it doesn't have anything to do with the Kansas City Chiefs as much as I would love to keep talking about them. Um, but hey, we want to talk about growing as a leader, as an influencer, especially going into this new year, 2017. The foundation for this idea came to me when I was just kind of reading devotionally through First uh, Samuel, um, through a Bible reading plan, and I got to First Samuel chapter 30, and something there really just kind of stuck out to me. And this is not a um, this is not a breakdown of scripture. I'm not saying that hey, you know, God spoke to me in this way, and this is what the passage means specifically or theologically or doctrinally. I'm just telling you when I read this. Um, this is what I believe like God was just saying, hey, boom, this is what you need to hear right now. So I'm going to read for you just so you know uh, where I'm coming from on a lot of this. First um, Samuel chapter 30. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. Now, when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negeb and against Ziklag. Fun Old Testament names, right? They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So the picture is that David is off at war with his uh, 600 men. They come back home to kind of base camp, so to speak, 
and the place is destroyed. Their wives, their families taken captive or they're gone. Uh, and so this is what happens. And then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. Now, have you ever been in one of those situations where as the leader, the influencer, you're just, you're so exhausted and, and you just, um, you, you weep, you are so emotionally exhausted, you have nothing left to give. This is kind of the situation um, these guys are in. Um, verse 5, David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And this is the verse that really stuck out to me. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now, here's the deal. David as the leader, the, the people following David, when something bad happened, they needed someone to blame. And David was the leader. He was the natural one to blame. And the course of action they want to take is to stone him to death. Now, as leaders and influencers, I know me personally, I've been in situations where people were not necessarily my biggest fans, um, and people have wanted me to resign from positions, but not necessarily anybody wanting to stone me to death. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a whole other level. But what David does and the way he responds, the Bible says, is to strengthen himself in the Lord his God. There, there are no there are no uh, life coaches for David. There's no, um, there's no counsel here for David. There's no mentors, nobody around, nobody. And uh, so he has to strengthen himself, and the foundation of his strength is God. So in the upcoming four weeks, as we, uh, as we talk through this, please hear that I'm not talking about self-improvement as if this is something you can do on your own or in your own strength. But that as you lead, you have to grow. We have to grow as leaders, as influencers. And the foundation in the Christian world for that is God himself. And so all the strength for our growth comes from God. But there are many different areas in which we must grow. And God has to be a part of that or it's ultimately a failure. And so that's kind of the foundation. And I'm going to have a few conversations here uh, over the next few weeks. I want to start with a conversation I had with a friend of mine. Uh, uh, he's a, a fireman. His name is Matt Herrera. And we're simply going to talk for a little while about what it looks like um, to grow in your own leadership, to grow yourself. One of the things you have to do is to take care of your own body. And especially starting 2017, maybe you've got resolutions for uh, you know uh, eating better and working out and all that. We're going to talk a lot about that in this episode. Now, fair warning, when I did have my conversation with Matt, we were inside of a CrossFit box. And so the sound is just a little bit, uh, a little bit goofy. Uh, lesson learned, uh, don't record a podcast episode inside a CrossFit box. All right, uh, I'm not going to leave you guys hanging any longer. Let's go ahead and jump into that conversation with Matt Herrera. All right, so I'm here with my friend, Captain Matt Herrera. You're in uniform today, man. You didn't know that, did you? Uh, oh, man, I didn't know you were a captain. I feel like I need to step up my uh, my formal game now. <laughs> You know, so uh, uh, Matt, say hi to everybody, and uh, we're going to give you a chance to give us some background on who you are and uh, what you're all about in life. Uh, all right, uh, my name is Matt Herrera. I uh, 
like uh, Stan said, I'm a captain with the Arlington County Fire Department here in Virginia. Uh, he gave me like one to three minutes for this on the uh, the questions, so I don't know if I can hammer all that out. But uh, originally, I grew up in Southern California. Uh, my church background was uh, I grew up going to Jack Hayford's church, Church on the Way, in uh, Van Nuys, California. It's a massive, massive church. Um, I went there for years uh, when I was in the Los Angeles area, then moved down to Orange County, um, went to an Assemblies of God church down there um, through my high school years, and then okay. uh, came out here to Virginia when I got hired by the fire department at the ripe age of 19, and um, been here since. Uh, Chapel Springs was uh, formerly Manassas Assembly of God, that's where I used to go. Um, and then uh, recently started going over here to Park Valley Church. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I've been a firefighter pretty much all my life, you know, post 19 uh, years old. Uh, that's been a challenge in itself. And um, married, divorced, remarried, three kids. Um, nice. Still trucking by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got three kids also, so we'll have to. I uh, think yours are I think yours are a little younger than mine, if I remember uh, I have a 12 right. Twelve year old boy and uh, Aiden and uh, twin five year old boys. Okay, a little bit. Yeah, my oldest is fourteen, but I do have a twelve year old also. So, yeah. right, so. Yeah. we're pretty close. We're pretty close on that. Um, so you and I are hanging out in uh, at a place called CrossFit Durable. Every time I'm in a box, I feel like it's a uh, it's like a sanctuary space, you know, like it's hallowed ground, especially for CrossFitters, you know. It's like a hallowed space. You got to walk in and have a certain... That's why I wore my CrossFit gear for you. Yeah, you know, I, I even rocked my CrossFit Santa gear Cruz, for you. Santa Cruz, too. That's, that's right. I tried to keep it, you know, high, high game here. Um, so, uh, so we're in CrossFit Durable. You are a part of CrossFit Durable. Are you just kind of in some of these classes here? Are you doing any coaching and stuff here at Durable? Or uh, so I know you're big in CrossFit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know about big and CrossFit, but uh, so myself, I have two other partners. Actually, I'm a third owner at Durable here, and um, you know, the, the main reason I got into CrossFit really it wasn't a reason to um, when CrossFit started coming around and the fire department. Um, you know, it was just kind of one of those things. I, I one of my buddies from the fire department. Um, started a long time ago, really. Mm. And we used to call it stupid human tricks in the fire department because you know, the guy's doing handstand push-ups and we're like, house, when are you ever going to need to do that? What, like, what an idiot. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was years ago, just off and on, off and on. Um, and then I had a neighbor who saw me doing, I used to run the, the loop around here uh, with my twins. I would, so I would push them on the five-mile loop and then when I hit the the electrical vaults. I do box jumps on electrical vaults, and, nice. and he saw me with his wife, and he was like, "Dude, do you do CrossFit?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "We well, ever thought about opening up a box?" And I said, "Yeah." You know, I had already applied for um, an affiliate. Okay. Um, as CrossFit Haymarket with a friend from the fire department that fell oh, okay. through, and I was like, "Yeah, I've got my money already set aside. I sold my Harley Davidson so I could start." A box. Oh man! Yeah, Woo. that's yeah. a big. Uh... Big commitment. That's right a big there. sacrifice right there. Yeah. And uh, he introduced me to Scott, who you know, Scott right. McAlee from here. Yep. And, um, and then we just 
got together, put our funds together, and nice. started the process. And this is a nice box too, man. This is a really nice spot. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you know, air conditioning is a, at a premium that, in the CrossFit That's a class. premium in the CrossFit <laughs> world, that's true. So one of the things, I had started working out here. I did the, I guess it's kind of like the foundations course, the Get Started course. I started with that, and I worked out here for probably, I don't know, three or four months before I went and helped um, Frank start up yeah. CrossFit Hydraulic in Chantilly. Um, but as I was getting started here for a few months, you and I kind of, we started to meet there at some of those classes. And then um, you and I just started to chat, kind of build a little bit of a relationship. And one of the things that uh, I had to eventually ask you about was the tattoo on, yeah, your, yeah. on your left forearm yeah. here. Because uh, it's, it's fantastic. And if you, if you can tell the story, uh, I'd, I'd love for the listeners to hear what that story is because uh, uh, I, I love it okay so um i'll probably actually give you a little more now that we're kind of doing this because it's all about christ so, nice um, yeah bring so this it. is uh it's hard for everybody to you know you can't see it obviously but um it's a tribute to my uh, grandfather sabas herrera who um uh originally was not a christian um he uh was a, a california fruit picker a long long time ago um, was uh, joined the army and went to World War II. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my grandfather. I wish there would have been more time, hmm. obviously. Um, yeah. But uh, so he just had a big impact on my life, and I really didn't even find out about his Christian walk until years, years later, um, with some of my struggles in my Christian walk, like we all have, right? Um, so he was. Uh, he went to the to the army. He was a 502nd Armored Infantry Battalion. He was ba- uh, injured at Battle of the Bulge, wow. and uh, received a Purple Heart, and then came home after that. Um, just wrecked after World War II, really. Um, he was an alcoholic, mm. um, a bit abusive to my grandmother, um, and definitely, you know, distant with my father and his um, his brother, his sons, and my, my dad's brothers and sisters and so uh, they grew up in a small uh, Hispanic populated town still to this day Santa Paula California it's right in the middle of Valencia basically hmm. the Valencia orange uh, my parents picked fruit oh, okay. um, as kids in high school and um, so he grew up in this you know in this town my grandfather was there uh, my his brother uh, my dad's uncle uh, lived next door they built their homes uh, you know by hand there so Getting to my grandfather, he was an alcoholic uh, abuser. Um, my, my, what happened was my grandmother found Christ. And so my grandfather um, would follow my grandmother to church because he thought she was cheating on him with someone at church. Oh, wow. And he would, and he would uh, <laughs> yeah, so he would go back, he would, he would follow her to church and sit in the back pew. And the story is that he would sit in the back and he'd have his little flask and drink mm. in church. And uh, my grandmother was there. <clears throat> and um, so this this happened for you know some time, um, and uh, you know the way God works is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. He literally was in church one day, and um, the Holy Spirit just touched him, and he set his flask down, walked up to the front, hmm. accepted Christ, and uh, never had another drink again. Wow. Never said another foul word again um just ate his bible basically wow. and uh you know became christian and and changed his life and so um so that fed into my parents and 
and and you know the family itself. Sure. And so my my tattoo, uh, getting back to that, is uh, there's a military cross on my forearm. It's got a Bible at the bottom. Um, his military service number is below the Bible. Mm. Uh, his name Sabas is up top, and there's a boonie cap on there. And the boonie cap uh, symbolizes. Uh, our fishing trips, the mountains in the back uh, for you Southern California or, or Californians period it's a lake called Convict Lake up in okay. the Sierra Nevadas and we used oh. to go up there and fish oh, I bet that's beautiful. all the time Yeah. Okay. so he had that, he always wore that boonie cap um, awesome. and those mountains you know I just remember those mountains as a kid um, on the inside of the forearm is uh, the word viejo which means old and so my grandmother always referred to him as viejo like Old man. Old man. That was her nickname. So, um, so that was pretty important to me. Uh, his purple heart, a picture of that, and then a California orange on the bottom, symbolizing yeah. you know his his hard work. So that's uh, awesome. I get compliments on you know, all the time. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize I, it was like really special to me. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it, it's but it's fantastic. It's great work, and it's a, an amazing story, and you yeah. know tells so much of who you are and where you come from. And I mean, it, that it says a lot. So I, that's one of my favorites. Uh, so I had to ask you about that. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, all right. So I kind of prepped you on this a little bit. Uh, I was going through a series in this podcast on basically when leaders need to kind of step up and lead themselves, kind of a self-leadership thing. Um, it, it flows out of this first Samuel chapter 30 story. And in that story, um, David has led, King David's led 600 men into battle. They, um, they find great success, but when they get home, their, their town has been raided and their wives are gone, their children are gone, their wealth is gone. Like, it's just everything is gone. These 600 men, of course, physically depleted from battle, now also emotionally depleted. Like, I mean, they all just kind of fall apart. And uh, in that first part of that story, they're basically looking for somebody to blame. And they say, well, it's got to be David. He led us out of here. We weren't here to protect our wives and kids, so it's his fault. And... Um, they decide that they're going to stone him to death, like they're, they're done with him. And uh, there's that verse that says that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So the foundation of the entire series is that especially Christian influencers and leaders find their strength from God. But there are times when you don't have a mentor, you don't have a coach, you don't necessarily even feel like you have anybody in your corner. Uh, 600 people are trying to kill you. And, like you're just kind of alone. And you have to find a way then to tap into some principles and foundational things that help you kind of lead yourself through that. All, of course, rooted in, uh, in the strength of God. And so we're going through this series. We're talking about um, spiritual health and, and leading yourself spiritually and physical health, which I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, and some of those kinds of things. So uh, kind of with that in mind, what, um, what is it that would make somebody at this point in the podcast kind of keep listening, especially if, they're, if the impression is, okay, physical health means, and he's talking to a CrossFit guy, well, I'm not about to do CrossFit, or I, I don't think I could jump into that. What, why should they kind of even bother listening anyway? What, give, give us like some Here's why your physical health is important, especially for a, a, a leader, uh, somebody who's trying to lead the charge for other people. What, what's important about physical health? Well, I mean, it, I guess it really just boils down to um, how you feel. I think in general people are going to say, um, I, I feel tired, I feel wore out. You know, and there's really only one way to overcome that, and that's being physically 
well. You yeah. Know, carrying too much weight, right, um, is hard on your body. Your body can't sustain <laughs> yeah. that well, right? And it breaks other things down. So, um, you know, having that just wellness gives you the ability to kind of fight through the the day-to-day monotony, whether you're sitting at a desk, right? Right. Or uh, you're like me, jumping up and down on a fire truck, right? Right, um, absolutely. You know, you can't sit all day long. That's bad for the body, so then you have to stand. If you can't stand because you're not physically able to, right, then there there's an issue there. Everything gets compounded. So, um, you know, I... I you know, it's kind of hard for me, uh, I guess, or I come from a different school because I've always had to be physically ready to go, you know, um, with my job, what mm-hmm. I do. Uh, but that's not the case for everyone. So you have to kind of find that, you know, inside of you yeah. to say, hey, what am I physically ready for? What is physically ready going to, um, how is it going to help me prepare for the day? Whether it's uh, physically being ready helps you sustain emotionally as well sure and we all have those you know what you the, the the day at the office might be easy but when you come home to three screaming kids and a wife who's <laughs> mad because right know, you know she had to take care of everything and sure. now you're tired because you know you're home um yep. you, know, you have to be able to sustain that part of the day too so um you know that's that's kind of my take on on just someone who's out there some yeah. office guy right? right or gal um and I imagine this is something you see a lot too, especially in your uh, profession as a fireman. Um, probably have to have some sort of EMT kind of background as well, where you, I mean, you've got to be prepared to save lives. Now, obviously, some of that stuff is emergency situation, but I'm sure that you even come into contact with like, man, there's some, there's some physical things that could be done here to, you know, this person, if they were prepared in these ways or, you know, if this person was going through this emergency but they were a little bit more, you know, uh, physically uh, able or whatever, uh, I'm sure you run across that as well in your, in your profession, maybe not daily, but you probably see this a lot more frequently even than, yeah, than you other know, people. I, I think I see the, the aspects of what uh, the lack of um, um, eating healthy, right? Right. You don't have to necessarily eat clean. You just need to eat healthier, right? Um, and lack of exercise can do to someone in in any you know walk of life, right? You know, really. So, and and it really depends. I mean, I could go on for hours and hours and hours of stories of you know people whether uh, uh, you know for whatever reason couldn't do sure you know one thing or the other. But um, yeah. you know, I mean, God. You know, I think the Bible refers to us as taking care of our bodies. Right? Yes. And so, um, while it may not, you know, it, it hits all those things. I think you really need mm-hmm. to be. Um, you don't need to be, uh, for the CrossFitters, a rich froning, right? But you need to be. Um, you need to be able to fulfill all the duties of the daily responsibilities, and that's right. you know, from mowing your lawn to doing your office work to folding laundry. <laughs> no, I've uh, drawn the line there. <laughs> I know it never I, ends. I'm out. It's I know. Over. I don't understand how so many clothes happen in one day. I just throw clothes out and buy new ones. You know, I just don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so speak uh, for a second back to the, the topic on the nutrition stuff you were just talking about. Uh, not even necessarily eating clean. I know it seems like there's extremes in the world. There's either the junk food eaters or the, you know, 
paleo, clean, organic, like it's like this major almost divide. Speak to the, to the person who's listening to this and they are, they are a leader, um, maybe a church leader, parachurch, church planter, whatever position it is that they're in. And maybe they eat more out of convenience or the idea of going so far to the other side of that with organic stuff or whatever. For me, I mean, obviously in ministry, it's not like people are in ministry for the money. And so when you start taking that step away from maybe the cheaper foods that are more junky into, well, I want to eat better, but there's like, how do you even make this work? What, what would you suggest to somebody in terms of like it just taking a step forward, even just getting started right now? And what's a couple of steps they can take or one simple step they can take to start eating better without necessarily swinging that pendulum all the way over to... I'm an organic, you know, blah, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Is there like a step in the middle there they could take? Um, yeah, I mean, I, there, there are a few things. I think the easiest thing for people to do really is you just uh, drink water. Drinking water is just an amazing thing, sure. period. And cutting out that type of uh, the sugars associated with like sweet teas and um, that uh, sodas and, and that makes a big, big difference. And that's two and, strikes, Matt. Laundry and soda. I know it's horrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man, um, I so should have thought this interview through better because I, I should have known you were going to talk about soda. <laughs> I'm guilty every once in a while. Oh I'm yeah, guilty. absolutely. That's all right. Um, but uh, you know, obviously water, and then uh, you know, like here, you know, durable is not the the, the elite. Um, CrossFit facility where CrossFit moms and dads in you know a planned community with golf courses right yeah so you know I I always tell people you know when you walk through these doors you should be thinking about you and you only Um, and then with regard to nutrition keep it simple and I just you know I've always you know talked about um, shopping the outsides the edges of the grocery store I mean it's pretty simple most of everything that's going to go bad in three to five days lives on the outside of a grocery store. Uh, so if you can kind of think hmm. that way instead of things that are in canned or, or in cans or are boxed that are going to sit in the shelf forever, um, then most likely it's a, it's a healthier gotcha. choice. And huh. that's okay, gotcha. you know, just kind of the, the, the standard when people say, I don't like to get into uh, too much of pushing products or, or sure. that's everybody fine. has their own... Uh, you know, favorite uh, protein, or um, some people are going to be a Weight Watchers, or sure, a, oh yeah, know, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I say whatever makes you happy, whatever works for you. But the 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 root of everything should be, you know, fruits and vegetables. You know, proteins okay. yep. and fewer carbohydrates and reduced sugar. And and it's not really if you take some time, it's not really hard to figure that stuff out. You yeah. Just, you know, have to want to do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it, it's interesting. I've talked to a lot of other um, ministry leaders who have basically said when they are eating better and they're kind of, they're in that camp of at least eating somewhat healthy, maybe not again, not that full extreme of all organic, all clean, whatever, but just a healthier eating person. They are, uh, they feel more ready for the challenges they face in the day. They, their, their body feels better for what they have to do. Um, so as opposed to kind of going through the day sluggish, kind of like what you said on, you know, I'm full on sodas and I, you know, I'm just kind of munching on these chips or whatever to get through the day. When you take that step of just kind of eating a little bit better, your body, you actually can handle 
the stress and stuff that comes your way that yeah. much better, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's, it's really, I mean, diet is so hard with everyone, and I struggle from time to time. I, I'm definitely, you know, I mean, CrossFit even prescribes a cheat day, so. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, and I'm not going to not have pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely not. There you know? we, yeah, yeah. So, uh, when it, you know, when it comes to that. But you do, I, I mean, I would challenge anybody to, to dispute that if you committed to, to some type of, of healthier eating over a one-month period or two-month period, um, when you do fall back, your body will tell you, like, uh, what are you feeding me? Yeah. It's a huge, huge yeah. uh, uh it has a huge impact on your body. I mean, it's almost immediate. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the the, um, the sugars and the sweet of um, of like a soda. Even if you if you get rid of the soda for a week or two, and you do what you said, just go water. Even for that time, going back to a soda, even a week or two later, you're like, man, this is yeah. way too sweet. Like, how how could I have even how could I even drink this before? Yeah, I mean, I went to cups of coffee with, you know, a scoop of sugar, and then got off the sugar and went to the Steva. Left that. Went to half and half and you know now I'm down to just coffee black oh I'm so uh, proud I was really glad you got there I yeah, was going to say coffee yeah. black is coffee the way black, to go yeah, yeah who knew coffee tasted there were tastes of coffee they're, they're fla- right it yeah. tastes so good without all the other stuff and you can get the actual flavor of, yeah. yeah see well that's a whole new yeah. podcast right there we could talk about coffee um, okay, so uh, even just taking the simple step for the diet stuff, let's uh, branch into the, like, just kind of taking care of your own, your body physically now. You, you put the right stuff in it, you have the, the fuel now, uh, and, and you almost naturally have this kind of desire to get out and move and do something with some of that extra energy. Um, so for the people who are listening so far and they've heard CrossFit, they've heard Box, they've heard those terms, and then kind of a mental image comes to mind of, Man, I'm a I'm a 55 year old guy doing ministry with with you know grandkids on the way. I'm not doing CrossFit, um, not necessarily a CrossFit coaching thing, but just a physical fitness thing. What what do you think about uh, for that person going? I need to get started with something, get my body moving again. Let's just talk physical fitness for a while. What do you, What do you think? Um, you know, I I, I think you got to start out uh, keeping it uh, easy, nice and easy. You know, our philosophy here is a form over time and form over weight. Um, and, and you you know, body weight obviously is is a good exercise in anything that you can do. Um, but, just, I mean, starting out, I think, is just really manageable goals with, with mm. anything. But specifically, those people who have never worked out or haven't worked out in ages, yeah. right, or years, um, you know, setting a reasonable goal like a month at a time, right? Okay. Whether it's a push-up or however many sit-ups or pull-ups and the basic things, right? We, we our, our sitting in chairs has really ruined our squat form and given us, you know, poor form there um, and our pushing and our pulling. And so uh, starting with uh, learning the regressions, right? We, we teach mm-hmm. all the regressional movements for, uh, for those things in CrossFit. Um, and so, you know, just the basic. Sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, some, some speed walking or some, some fast-paced walking and then slow down and then fast-paced, you know, slow it down a little bit. Um, just to see, give yourself the ability to see the improvement without getting right. hurt, without going full bore saying, oh, right. I saw in Men's Health a 12-week workout program and now I have to bench three times a week and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's not necessarily um, the best way to, to jump. Right. Things, yeah. Quite frankly. And that's how most people end up getting hurt. So you, you jump in with bad form, 
don't have a lot of the practice or the kind of the reps in and you you tear something you you know it, it, that gets bad yeah and your body is just not going to be used not ready for it, to yeah. it. yeah so um you know starting easy and and manageable reasonable you know goals is the first thing and whether that's at gold's gym or um buying you know p90x videos although that's kind of you know i know beachbody has some lower end videos but you know starting out sure simple Get, you know, getting getting some right? simple stupid thing is kind of a, a very good start for those people who haven't been in, in the gym sure in a long while um and then you know from that uh if they feel the change you know is uh is the coaching aspect having someone who can help you with your your form you don't want to go too far without you know some type of of coaching in there yeah. to, to fix those little things that you're doing wrong because inevitably we are we're going to do something wrong yeah absolutely i was i was trying to think of how to word that next question i was thinking what about the person who um who maybe um lives in a rural community i know when i was doing ministry one of my very first ministries coming out of college was like is, is in a little place called Milan, Missouri, and it was a farming community. It was a rural place, um, maybe a thousand people in the entire town. No stoplights, uh, a little old town square like you'd think of from like a 50s movie yeah. where people cruise the square. Like um, there, there wasn't a lot there in the form of, hey, I'm going to go get myself a, a physical training coach. You know, CrossFit wasn't like really a, yeah. a thing. There wasn't there wasn't that person there. So for those who um, who live in a more populated area, they probably can go down the street, get you know find a coach, get a trainer, find somebody. What what would you suggest for the person listening who? Man, I, that's just not where I live. I don't. Yeah. Ha- I have. I do not have those those people around. Like, what would you say to them just to? get rolling and well you know i think uh the good thing about you know you mentioned like small farm and stuff like that so i have a place up in new york we we have a a cabin up in new york and um i just recently brought some of my my stuff up there but um you know you can do a lot with a mall and uh, a log and uh the stuff around the house you know the farm cinder blocks you know throwing cinder blocks and so it's it's doable you just have to be um you know it, it all boils down to the want you know we're talking about leadership and how sure. you're going to lead yourself how do you lead yourself into that lane of hey i need to make a change and this is what i'm going to do um so uh, you know fortunately we have the internet now we're not still in places where i mean there are a few places where you're not going to get reception but there are a lot of resources there yeah. um that you know that you can use for tips and and form that but um, you know there's I've never I've never gone to my cabin and uh, and I will tell you you know my cabin is south of uh, Buffalo by about an hour and a half oh okay and I have um, I have the ability to get phone and internet but I chose not to and um and without all those... Sounds like a great place to it be. Is, it is. It's <laughs> just disconnect. Yeah, total disconnect. Whether you want it or not. Whether you want you know, it or not, it's um, happening. And yeah, you know, I just find stuff. I, right. In the past, I found stuff to, to do with moving some boulders. and You know, it's simple stuff. Um, there's, always, there's always time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be 100 sit-ups. It has to maybe start with 10. Right. You know, sure. You know, um, 
and and I, I think people get discouraged. Your your goal. I think sometimes uh, what society sets as the fitness standard is above and beyond what the the, the right goal for the person is. Um, you know, you mean you've seen people start with push-ups against the wall right here. Most yeah. of the time when we tell people, yeah. well, if you can't do a push-up, you really can. If you stand against this wall right here and get your you know, lean, lean in, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah, you're just doing a regressed push-up a different way. So it's that, you know, understanding and yeah. getting focused on it. Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that's really good stuff. I, I started to have a whole bunch of other questions that's, that started to flow through my mind, and then um, I started to feel like maybe we were running out of time. Um, so I would love to uh, I'd love to hear more stories about the cabin, first of all, at yeah. some point. That would be really cool. You that sounds like a good deal. But, yeah, borrow the keys. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Um, so I do want to bring I want to bring all this back. I mean, obviously, these are kind of simple steps for people to um, uh, kind of get going forward. Uh, I really want to bring it back to the to the for me anyway for me the foundational reason why I want to be um, why I want to be in somewhat decent physical shape um, that the number one reason is because the role that I carry as a as a pastor I want to be ready to do whatever it is that God is calling me to do and I don't ever want to be in a position where you know God says, hey, go do this big old thing over here, and I physically can't handle it, or I am face situations where I'm not physically prepared. So I want to um, have myself in somewhat decent shape so that I can handle the rigor, the, the rigorous lifestyle of ministry. And, and I think there's an entire <clears throat> spiritual um, side of that discussion of just the, the warfare side of of the Christian faith that comes yeah. into play, and you you do need to be uh, you do need to be ready. So for those who are listening, and you you did you mentioned this line just enough uh, that I wanted to come back to it as well. Uh, but for those sitting there going, I just don't have the time. I just can't. I don't have the time to do this. Um, I mean, my I guess my my thought on that is you have to you have to make the time. You have to make the time even to get in, like you said. You know, ten push-ups. You know, ten steps. Something to where you're setting aside the time, because the work that you're doing, especially in, in ministry stuff, when it comes to spiritual stuff, is is worth you giving the effort to to make the time to do it. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I mean, your your fitness is uh, is just as important as uh, the time you take out to uh, read the Bible, right? No, I mean, the Bible's more obviously. But, sure. Yeah. I you got, know, I it kind of it kind of like you. I got okay. you. I can fit if I can fit ten minutes of, of Bible reading in. If I've got twenty minutes today, well then maybe you know God's not going to be mad because you spent ten minutes working out and then the other ten minutes reading the Scripture. Sure, right. So again, balance, right? Yep. And then um, you know I have, uh, I have we have some really good uh, friends from the box here, uh, John and Haley Helton, and they mm. they they don't um, they set aside their uh, time. It's almost like the TV time before bed, and they uh, they have discussion and they do mobility work with their oh. foam rollers oh, and, yeah. and their stuff. So they just kind of use that time to. Yeah. Now they're in here as well, but they do make time to, you know, it kind of I guess it sets the TV off and then gives them that interaction and they're still getting some more health benefit. Right. You know, Absolutely. To, I, I was going to say, I mean, even with technology these days, you almost don't have, you almost don't have an excuse 
to set aside the time anyway, um, because I mean you've got sites like um, Uversion, for instance. You know the online Bible that's been downloaded. I mean I don't know how many hundreds of millions of times yeah, now, yeah. but you can you can hit on almost any translation of scripture. Just hit play, and you can take care of the kind of that. I'm getting my Bible time in, uh, but you can be listening to it while getting in your your push-ups, your sit-ups, your whatever. Um, and there's almost, with technology, I mean, there's almost no excuse to, to not have the time in some fashion yeah. to, to make for this. Yeah. So, yeah, I know but, my wife listens to stuff, you know, off her phone in the car. Yeah, right? or, you know, podcast or reading your Bible, whatever it is you're kind of listening to, there's really not a reason to, not to be able to say you don't have the time. So, um, All right, cool. This is really good stuff. So uh, any last, like, thoughts that come to your mind that you would want to close, close out with or last big words of wisdom you might have for everybody? <laughs> I don't know about words of wisdom. Oh, uh, don't sell um, yourself short now. Uh, let's see. You know, um, I think just uh, the best way to prepare, the best way to, to, to kind of stay focused is, you know, um, focusing on God first you know absolutely um you know he says to go before him and ask so that's yeah. what you should do whether yeah. it's uh, more time in the book or uh more time at the gym or finding the time to get those um you know when i started this place i knelt down over by the doors and mm. you know said hey I'm taking a risk here it's something that i wanted to do i don't know if it's what you want me to do but um You know, I'm, put, I'm laying this down before you. And so that the feet that come through these doors and the bodies that come through these doors, uh, somehow uh, Christ would, would be, mm. you know, yeah. reflected in what we're doing. Um, so, you know, and it's, you know, plenty of people from Park Valley are coming here. And obviously, sure. you know, you showed up and... Um, Uh, Faith RX, you know, yeah, 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 helping out with those guys in there, they're in the gym. So, um, you know, I asked and I put forward the time, yeah, um, you know, and that's the, the fruits are there. It's not necessarily your typical um, vessel for uh, getting the word out, right? Being a disciple, but there's some discipleship going on here, in absolutely, some way, shape, or form, and level. Yeah. So, you have to kind of see the bigger, you know. What's the bigger picture, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think as long as we stay focused on God first. Yep. And we're going to screw up. I mean, my, my biggest, uh, I think, uh, victories have been post-defeat. And yep. other ways, you know, shape or form. So, uh, you know, it's like with anything. Sometimes you're into the book and then you fall off a little bit and yep. you get discouraged. But you just got to get back on and it's the same thing with physical fitness i own a gym but i don't work out every day you know and there's times where <laughs> you know i might go a yeah. week without working out right it's just you know yeah get back on you got to get back on get it back on and, yep. yeah no that's good that's good yeah i'll have to uh we'll, we'll take this conversation outside of this podcast but we will need to talk i've got some thoughts on um ministry and crossfit well i'll have to tell you about some of those yeah uh later Um, so I think the last remaining question that I've got, and I, I think it's the, probably the most pertinent question that's come to my mind, is how is it that you have not yet visited me at New Life? I, I think that that's a fair, a fair and valid question. 
Uh, you know what? It is. Uh, guilty. Because yeah. I see you oh, on Facebook with your, uh, you know, prepping and getting everything together. And I always say, you know what? I got to get over there one day and see Stan. And then. Um, uh, don't tell Barry. I don't want to be in trouble with Barry. No, no. He's not even going to notice. Trust me. He's, yeah. bigger, he's got bigger fish to fry than this guy. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm, I'm just teaching you. Um, Matt, thanks so much for your time. I, uh, I appreciate it. Um, sharing some of your wisdom and tips and ideas and thoughts on physical fitness and ministry and what it means for the disciple and the yeah. leader. And so I appreciate your time. So yeah. thanks. Awesome. Thanks. So there you have it, my conversation with Captain Matt Herrera. He's a great guy, lots of good information there. So hopefully as you go into the year, as you're looking to grow um, as influencers and leaders in your uh, wide variety of areas, uh, hopefully there was some good information there you can kind of take and begin to build on. Hey, so next week for episode 20, we're going to be having a conversation uh, with a guy who has actually been a boss of mine for the last seven years, uh, but that relationship has really grown into a friendship. Um, I consider him not only a friend, but a mentor of mine, a very wise uh, man by the name of Creed Branson. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about emotional health, emotional intelligence, and growing in that area. And so you will not want to miss next week's uh, podcast episode, episode 20, uh, in that conversation with Creed Branson. Hey, as always, um, influencers, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you uh, have not subscribed yet, it would be a big deal to me if you'd head over to iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, you can subscribe there to either one of those places. And feel free to share uh, this podcast to your friends on any social media channel, uh, helping me spread the word. That would be really great and uh, much appreciated as well. All right, guys, I'll catch you guys next time on the Stan Rada Podcast. Podcast.